Hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Ah, this is episode uh, 93, where I had the immense pleasure of having Kara Abagaria on. Uh, she is a certified life coach as well as a personal trainer. Uh, she has a new book out, well, a workbook out, uh, basically called The Reflection Planner. We talked about a number of things uh, on the podcast today, uh, from basically mental health and how she is helping mothers uh, find their way and helping them find their purpose, as well as other interesting topics as well. So please sit back, enjoy the podcast, and yes, uh, thank you very much for your time. Have a great day and be awesome. Peace. Hey, <laughs> hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Ooh, this is episode 93. Today, I have uh, Kara Abagaria. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Celebrations all around. Ha oh, yeah. <laughs> is a personal trainer as well as a life coach uh yeah she has recently uh, released <clears throat> a uh, let me see a workbook uh devotional titled uh the reflection planner uh yeah uh, how are you today what's going on in your world oh wow i'm doing great i am i really am i cannot complain i'm doing wonderful um, we are just living life over here on the East Coast of the United States and Rhode Island and living it with my two boys, two dogs, husband, and I am the only female in this house. Even our dogs are male. So literally. <laughs> when you pick your married life, do you think you'll just be surrounded by men? <laughs> no. No, no woman grows up thinking that they're just going to. A house full of men, even my animals. We even we had a fish that was male, like a fish, and it, it recently died. But oh. like I, I was, my son picked it out, and it said on the container, "male." I said, "Really?" I'm gonna have at least one boy, one gal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but. You know, it, it's funny because it wasn't my dream, but being in it, I now say, I don't know if I could picture myself with, with girls because I just, I love, I have so much fun with the boys. I just have so much fun with them. They have so much energy. They are just, they, boys love their moms. That's the thing. And I soak that up. Oh. I love it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> like how old are the little tykes? May I ask? So, I have a seven-year-old, um, he's in second grade, and then I have a, well, he'll be two years old in November, so he's still about one and a half, so uh, a little one, and one that's a little bit older, so it's great because my seven-year-old actually helps out with the little one because he loves to play with him, he'll go grab me a diaper, if I say, go grab me a diaper so I can change, he'll do that, he'll, <laughs> so it's actually really convenient because it, it's helpful. I see. I think I think your oldest is just like going. Yes, I need an accomplice for one or two missions. Yes, <laughs> going like um, yeah. There's a six-year gap. I'll definitely be in charge. It's working. Yeah. May I ask, like, with regards to yourself, how did you get into being a life coach and personal trainer? That is an amazing story. 
So I'd like to say so myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Your modesty has no bounds. (laughs) (laughs) So personal trainer, personal trainer actually I've actually been doing for about eight years. So I've been in that field for a long time. It was always a passion of mine of helping others. However, the life coaching came when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression with my youngest. Ah. So I gave birth to my youngest and two weeks after I just, I knew that I, something wasn't right. And we go to our doctor's appointments just to have a checkup to make sure that we're okay mentally and physically. Mm. And, um, I wasn't going to lie to my doctor. I did a quiz and a lot of women, there's a stigma about postpartum depression. Mm. So it's common to lie on the, on your quiz and, and tell your doctor you're fine because you don't want that stigma to follow you. However, I said to myself, I'm just going to be completely honest and tell her something's not right. So she said to me the words that no woman wants to hear, which was, you have severe postpartum depression and I need to get you on some medication. Mm. So as soon as she said that, I said, absolutely not. I'm not taking medication. You can give me the, the prescription and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with medication, but I knew in myself that this pain immediately in that doctor's office, I said, this pain needs to be turned into a purpose. Mm. So that's when with a two week old in my arms, sleeping 25 minutes a night, a night, my child didn't sleep. So you wonder why I had postpartum depression. I was not sleeping. So I remember having him in my arms and going online and signing up for a course online to take a course for life coach because I figured I need to help moms out there who suffer not just with postpartum, but everyday struggles that we go through. So I actually took courses while I had a newborn and a five-year-old at the time and everything else going on. And, and I became a certified life coach. So I sought out a mission to just help moms and I put together workshops and everything. So it's a very Um, it's not something where it's just an easy story of, oh, I went to college and I thought it would be a great career. It's no, I had no intentions of doing this in my life. Mm. And it was sitting in that doctor's office that I said, this pain needs to be turned into a purpose. Okay. Yeah. No, Yeah. this is a thing like going through uh, postpartum depression is one of those things, which is, how can I put it? It's, it feels like it's one of those taboo subjects, uh, yes. which never really gets talked about. The only time I can remember it being sort of referenced was an episode of Scrubs when Carla like, was suffering from that. And I, you know, that was eight years ago, 10 years ago, but like, I don't know. Um, maybe it's because I'm a, like a man in a man, like, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. doesn't actually come up that much, but mm-hmm. with all my female friends, they haven't really sort of talked about anything like that. And they sort of, I think they expect it to like glide through it in silence and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I'm, I might be wrong in saying this, but the sort of stigma uh, mm-hmm. to that sort of like, yeah, you've got depression for having your child for mm-hmm. shame on you and I don't absolutely know. weird but like yeah mm-hmm. um so like this is the thing 
like having these conversations and basically like going, yeah, I'm going to do a course in life, like being a life coach. That, like while dealing with all of that yourself and then like trying to have that focus to get that on, that must, that must have been kind of very hard at the time. Yes, <laughs> it was, um, it was extremely difficult, but it wasn't an option to decide whether yes or no, I wanted to do it. Yeah. I felt like that moment I said, this isn't an option. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it work. And I need to help others. There's a reason why this is happening to me hmm. because I need to break that stigma of we can't have the depression. It's, it's wrong to feel that way because it's strange because when we have our children, women, we think there's no way I'm going to hate my baby. So I'm not going to have postpartum depression. So hearing postpartum depression, you think that means that you regret your baby, you hate having your child and you're mm -hmm. hating life. And that's not what it is. So hearing those words from the doctor, you have postpartum depression. I even sat there for a moment and thought, no, but I love my child more than anything in my life. There's no way I have that because that is where we see it wrong. When we hear postpartum depression, like you said, you think of an episode of, of Scrubs, but you also, one of the most common is you see on the news where you'll see this woman hurt her children and it's because of her postpartum depression or she and drowned her children in a bathtub and it's, she has postpartum depression. So thinking of yourself, there's no way, I don't want people to think I have postpartum depression. I would never hurt my child. Mm. That's not, that's not what it is. So the making the decision to do the life coaching, I, I thought there's no, there is, it isn't a decision. I had to do it to make sure that other women know that this is okay. And not just the postpartum part, but I, I needed to talk to other mothers and talk them through and guide them through and help them give the tools of um, motherhood. Mm. Because there's a lot out there that you'll see. There's women empowerment. There's motherhood empowerment. And a lot of these will say, you're strong. You can do it. Give yourself credit. Things like that. But there's not much that gives you the tools to feel that way. So it's really steps. You can't just tell a person. You can't empower them by telling them, you're wonderful. You're great. You can do this. You're not what society says. Yeah. Okay, so they're not going to turn it around and say, okay, yeah, there's, you're right. I'm not. You need to give them the tools to get them that way. So it was tough with a newborn. It was tough with a with a five-year-old at that time, but it wasn't, there was no decision. I had to do it. Mm. I would imagine like the sort of slow building up is kind of like, yeah, sort of building up sort of stamina, fitness, like giving you sort of the like correct tools, the coping mechanisms, uh, say, mm. to get through these things. Like, do you find when you speak to like ladies in your community, mothers in your community, uh, that they are, that when, like before becoming a mother, they, like, they see it one way, but when they come, become a mother, or like basically anyone who becomes a parent, like the sort of <laughs> reality strikes, as they say. Mm -hmm. That's 100%. That's what it is exactly. You put it in the perfect way. Reality strikes. And that is so true because women, when we think about having a child, especially when it's your first child, you think, I can't wait to have this cute baby. I'm going to cuddle the baby. Things are going to be perfect. We get to dress the baby. And then you have the child. And it's a whole, oh man, things <laughs> just got real. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. When can I shower? I just, I don't care if my child's in the cutest clothes. 
it's that's when the reality hits and that's right that's what every mother that's what you hear you hear it in a community you hear it on um if you're really like in these facebook mother communities to social media communities yes we talk about that a lot and that is why i've built a social media community as well and i help them give workouts where you can do these workouts at home and i'm building their mind as well so it's hand in hand mind and body because moms you don't think of well everyone thinks when i have my child i'll get right back into shape i'll mm. be able to do it and then the child comes and it's i can't even make it to the gym for like two years so it's all working on at home building this community together helping you build your mind and everything so you you're right that's that was the perfect way to put it reality strikes <laughs> that's what it is yeah mm -hmm. no, because like this is the thing like and I, I don't have kids myself, but like this is the thing I, I, I'm seen, but I don't know. Like I've seen the sort of like scenarios play out because mm -hmm. when that like little bundle of joy comes along and like, yeah. like it's a case of yes, some can be absolutely like yeah, I will sleep my eight hours, mm -hmm. and then others which will be like yeah, I have screened for like twenty three hours. Yeah. Rest. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, and there's no sort of in between. No. Like, um, well, <laughs> so I, right. Yeah. There, there really isn't. There's like a, there is two extremes. There's two extremes, but then there's, um, every child's different. So mm. if you have a child that's super calm as a baby, yeah. we joke about it in the mom community, saying like, oh, just get ready for toddler, toddler stage then, or, um, when they're teenagers, it's gonna be hell, and. <laughs> normally that's that's right so you know when they're difficult as a child a lot of time or as an infant a lot of times it gets a little bit better but you're right mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <like they laughs> saying to me yes it might not come now it might not come later but one day it will come along yeah just wait just wait <laughs> and i don't want to scare moms and do it because it is the biggest joy and it is so much fun like i said at the beginning having two boys mm. is a literal blast they are into nerf guns right now so they're having little nerf gun wars in the house and it's really fun to watch and get involved too because i kind of get to with boys you get to act out your childhood a little bit more too so i get to like run around with them and play and do things like that so it really is a blast but you do have to prepare yourself and i always tell people this because when i host my workshops for moms yeah a lot of people who aren't moms message me and they say, you know, I'm planning on being a mom one day. Would I be able to attend or can I join your Facebook community? And I say, yes, because you don't want to wait until you're thirsty to build a well. So you want to make sure that you're hydrated before. Yeah. So get the tools that you need and prepare yourself. And there is not like you can fully prepare yourself because there's always going to be little shockers there. But preparing yourself and giving yourself tools so that when it comes, you're not like, nobody told me this. Nobody prepared me for this. What's happening? So that's truly what it's about. Yeah. So how were you running your workshops? Um, like, so, uh, were you, was it everyone meets up or was it done over Zoom? Or has that sort of changed over, how can I say, these lockdown times? These lockdown times. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> so uh, I'm in the process of changing it. So we've had to put it on hold since the beginning of the year. So mm. right now I'm in the process of um, turning them into um, virtual. So before in the past, the way that I did those is we, I worked with a lot of uh, local businesses, small businesses, big businesses, but I worked with them in my local area. 
and I would do a fun event. So we did an example. One of them was wine tasting and we had all moms come together and what well, mom wouldn't want to do that. So we had wine tasting and we did a, a yoga in the, in the vineyard, which was so fun. And then at the end, I had a host come and speak with us. It was a special guest and speak with us. Uh, she, she had gone through the death of her child who had cancer. So she spoke about strength. Yeah. So another workshop we did, we did um, a makeup class at the studio and we did a photo shoot for moms. And this speaker for that one spoke about wearing balance, wearing different hats. So we always do a fun event and then we get into like the nitty gritty, let's talk and let's build each other up and speak about one core topic and build on that. So that's how we were doing those in the past, but now it's different. We can't really all come together in one place with how big it was. Mm. So um, we're going to be changing. I probably will be doing a few small ones here and there. Yeah. And then big ones that'll be virtual. So I'm in the process of changing all that right now. Unfortunately, we had to put, we had a really big one planned and we had, a, and it was supposed to be in April and we got locked down end of March here. So that had to be canceled. So I'm still in the works, but stay tuned because there will be a lot. No worries. You just locked down <laughs> for March. Okay. We locked down in March. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I basically, I was about to say, that was a short lockdown because, yes, <laughs> I think we're about to go into uh, lockdown 2.0 over here. Uh, I was in Europe, actually. Oh, no. I was in uh, Europe. Um, we left end of January. Yeah. Okay. And we were there January, February. And um, we had no idea anything about coronavirus because we hadn't been talking about it here because we only knew there was a virus that was in China. That's the only thing we talked about here on the news and we knew nothing. So we went there having no idea. And when we came back, that's when it was saying like, Europe is shut down. Everything is shut down. There oh, yeah. was no, and we were shocked and we were like, oh no, we were just there. So we obviously had to quarantine here and everything. But um, yeah, that's, it was, it's crazy, crazy times right now. It really is. What part of Europe did you go to? I flew into London. Okay. But, um, didn't stay there long. We were just flew in for a few hours, but we were in um, Spain, France. Oh God. Italy, yeah. Malta. I know. I know. I going this way. Yep. Like um, <laughs> like I was working like basically doing telephone sales for events, and like I was calling basically from the far east all the way up to New Zealand, and like I was like going. Okay, I was like, January time was like, going, yeah, something strange is going on in China. Oh. And I was like, going, you, you're hearing the news reports. I was like, no, like, like, I'm not getting hold of anyone in China. Then it was like, okay, I'm not getting hold of people <laughs> in this country. I'm not getting hold of people. And I was telling, sitting down in like, in the sort of like month, like not monthly, weekly meeting where you like had to speak to the editor and go, yes, what? How have you been doing? Do my little report card thing. I was like, going, yeah. I was like, I'm not getting <laughs> anyone. Something's not right here. I was like, going, mm -hmm. and I, I edit and looked at me like, of course, yeah, right, whatever. Then three weeks later, when it was like, going, oh well, it looks like um, Corona is taking effect. I was like, going, I'm looking at my editor like, oh no, really? I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what you saw it coming. Oh no. And 
Like I was riding the crest as a wave on the telephone. Oh. Like it was just like, yeah. There, like there was at least a two, three week period where I would call China. Nothing. <laughs> not, not, a, not a single soul in an office, That's... not speaking to anyone. And like, yeah, just countries just going down like dominoes. And like, yeah, when you say you were in Europe and you like mentioned Spain, France, uh, like, you know what I mean? So I followed coronavirus pretty oh, much. Like, you were literally going into the countries which were like hotbeds. You went to Italy as well? No. Had no idea. Oh yeah. Like, we had no idea. Um, had like one of my colleagues, he was in like, one was in Italy. He was like, his wife was went to work in the European Central Bank. That job went goodbye. Sorry to say. Mm. And another colleague who was like in, oh, what was her name? She was in Spain, but she was on an island and they were only allowed out an hour a week to like just do their shopping and come back. Wow. And so, like, when they go, like, when I say lockdown, lockdown in comparison to what was going on in the mainland in Europe was quite considerably different. And I think, wow. Yeah. We like we got lucky in the UK, and I think you guys in America, like from well, depending on which state, you basically still could do your essential shopping like any day. Yes. But, yeah. We could. You weren't locked completely down. So that is absolutely crazy. But you know what is funny because the coronavirus here now, yeah. we're still in that. It's not as locked down as as you are. We go into phases, and we are still under you know quarantine at times and and some things are still locked down and not open like a lot of the schools and I said how before I was doing I'm doing homeschooling with my oldest yeah. and moms right now moms are I'll be blunt we're going crazy oh, okay. we are going absolutely nuts we are inside with our kids working from home homeschooling trying to keep up with everyday life and that's why right now my my workbook coming out has been I've had so many moms reach out and say, this is the biggest blessing because it gives you tools for self-care, mm. growth, and reflect. And that way it's tools of don't forget about yourself, mom, take care of yourself. Yes. Even though during this pandemic it's happening and you're so focused on everybody else and you're going crazy yourself, make sure you're taking your 15 minutes a day and you're taking care of yourself. So it literally gives you all the tools on how to do that each day which is what we need right now. All, me, all moms need right now. We really do. <laughs> yeah, no, like this is one of the things I'll say. It's definitely this pandemic has sort of really emphasized. Like if someone, like if you're a single parent, it's, oh, the game is like, and when I say the game, I'm not taking it lightly. It's no, just, no. It's just so much harder. When, like, when I've seen family, like where it's like a full family unit, like two parents, like, gaggle of kids like yes at least you can sort of tag out mm -hmm. if you need a break but mm -hmm. like i've got to say single parents it like and depending on how old the kid is as well which is another factor because if they're at that age where i would say like toddler well from baby to sort of like three four it's like all the emphasis is like yes yeah. i've got you here now every day every moment i'm loving it let's play <laughs> it's like you know like, so yeah I yeah it's very hard and it's 
when you speak about single moms, I have actually been so many, I've been a mom that has worn so many hats and that's why I can host a lot of workshops and um, sympathize with so many different moms out there because I have been a single mom. I was a single mom with my oldest oh. and yeah, I was a single mom and um, you know, I was married when I was younger and um, we, it didn't work out. He's a great, my ex-husband's a, a great man. I'm a great person. We just didn't work out together. Yeah. So um, you know, we had, we had my oldest and then I remarried and we had another child and so I can sympathize with single moms. I can also sympathize with um, mothers who have had loss. I've had five miscarriages. Oh, no. So I have, I have, I have two children, but I've had five miscarriages. So a lot of moms will come to me and say, I'm not a mom, but I've lost a child. And I'm like, I can sympathize and you are a mom. Your child's just not here. Mm. So um, along with that, you know, my youngest has some special needs. So there's a lot of, of different hats that, that, um, that I can wear and that I can sympathize with and I can help moms. And that's also another reason why I sat here saying, I need to help all moms that I can, not just the moms who it looks like it's the perfect family with husband, kids, all this. I mean, it might look like that way in my, if from people looking from the outside, but if they know me, if they know my story, there are a lot of women here in the community who know my story and who know that it's not perfect. It never has been. We're actually right now in the process of deciding between whether I go for um, reproductive specialist to see if we can have another one because I've had two miscarriages this year. Yeah. Or if, yeah, just this year alone. So, or if we're going down the route of um, adoption. So we're kind of at the crossroads and we're deciding between those two. So if we do decide to adopt, that's just another hat that I'm wearing for as a mom. So, yeah. May I ask, like, this is the thing, look, okay, you, uh, you mentioned, like, you told me just now you've been a single mom, like, yeah, you've, like, second child, yeah, five miscarriages, like, wearing all these hats, doing, like, doing the personal training, the life coaching as well. Where do you, like, uh, one, where do you find the time, and two, where do you get the strength from, like, for it? Because, hey. Uh. It's not easy. Oh. It's not. And finding the time, I'm very, very blessed since, since coronavirus. A good thing that has come out of it is my husband's been working from home. Yeah. So I am able to focus a lot more on my work because he's home and he's able to help with the kids a bit. So before that, it was just juggling. It was really juggling. It was a lot of sleepless nights. It was a lot of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. But when I would prepare for these big events when I was writing my manuscript from the for the book you know there would be I would I would have an event that would come and when it would go it was a sense of I just helped so many moms out there and that's what it's about and it's giving tools of other moms to help moms that they reach so it's not just me helping it's giving tools that if you come across a mom mm. help this mom help this mom so that we build each other and we lean on each other and being able to do that it was so worth it that I honestly can sit here and say, I don't know how I balanced all of it in the past. I have no idea how I did it, but it's the, the satisfaction of being able to help others. Mm. And um, my strength, you know, for me and my family, we are very strong in our faith. Um, we have a very faith-based family. So mine would be from God. That's where we look to. 
I know a lot of moms I come to, they have their own belief, they have their own strength that they lean on, but that's where ours comes from. And I really literally, every night before I go to bed, I do my own, so this is my book, but I do my own prompting in my workbook. So I do my own work in my yep. own book. So every night before I go to bed, I use my book and I do that. And then I pray. I have any to meditate, pray, whatever, whatever it is that you believe in to do that. And the next morning you truly feel refreshed. You do. So as the day goes on, like, I'm going to lose it a little bit. I, I am. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I am not going to have it all together. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is like winding down, sitting down. I have my tea and I, and I do my book and I pray. And that's where my strength personally comes from. Mm. Yeah. Because like, this is the thing, like doing, like, I have never done a book. I have like, I don't know if I'll ever write a book, but if there's <laughs> a book in me, like I go, okay. I've spoken to people like one lady, Trujiana, uh, she was like, yes, I, I did like, I did my first book in two weeks. I had time off and I was like, I did it in two weeks. I was like, going, how many pages was that book? She was like, yeah, 274. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, and like, I've spoken to people like taking them years to do it. Like, that in itself is a tough ordeal to keep track of, to do that. But when it comes to events, this is the thing. Events, look, anyone who goes, oh yeah, I can throw an event, that's not a problem. Right, there are so many spinning plates in events and like just like getting people, getting the venue, just getting like the people to hope, like do the different aspects of it. That is, how can I say, mental. Yes, <laughs> like, it is. Yes, you said it the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like, you must have some, like, do you have, like, a, like behind that blind, is there just a wall planner of just, like, how your time is structured? Like, bam, bam, bam. Or how- you, know what's, you know what's funny is I actually spoke recently on a, on a podcast. Yeah. And we spoke about checklists. And I spoke about doing away with the checklist. Because for moms, especially, we have this checklist and a lot of planners that come out for moms, and this is why I wanted to change that whole idea of a mom planner. Mm. It'll say, make sure, like, what are you making for dinner? Did you do your shopping? Do you have everything done? And it gives nothing but anxiety. Mm. And that's when women will stop doing these planners and stop doing the checklist because it's anxiety. And then it turns into chaos because they don't feel like they have everything together. So a lot of times, if you do write a checklist and you don't complete it all, how are you feeling? You feel like crap. You feel like you didn't succeed. You didn't get anything done. And it's just, it's not a good feeling. So why are we going to do that with ourselves? So I have been doing away with my checklist completely. I do away with the checklist every day. I don't run, I don't write checklists at all for my events, for anything. I don't write it because it's about self-forgiveness. So why am I going to put this on myself if I'm going to be hard on myself later? I need to be able to forgive myself and say, it's okay that you didn't get that done today. It can get done tomorrow. It can get done another day. Now, if I have a deadline for something, I do put the deadline in my calendar and say, this is when it's supposed to be due. And I'll make sure I get it done, but I'm not going to set those goals of a daily checklist with that. So for events just alone, I, um, so it's funny because you know that I've done personal training and yeah. that I am a life coach. Yeah. 
Yeah. But <laughs> in the past, I also have a degree in interior and architectural design. I have my cosmetology license for hair, skin, and nails. I have, I have, when I tell you, I have a nutritionist background. I have just, my list is so, so long. So going back with that, my interior design and architectural uh, background, we actually did a lot of events. So for me, it came a little bit natural where it's, I can do this. I know what has to go in. I know what has to be done, but honestly, it's just a lot of trial and error and doing it and not being afraid and stepping forth into your purpose. And I knew my purpose was this. I knew my purpose was events. I knew it was that. And I didn't want a checklist to hold me back and say, well, this isn't done. This isn't done. Yeah. You know, I stepped forward into it and it was trial by error. Okay. Next time I, I'm going to know that I want to do this a little bit differently. I need to do this a little bit differently. And nobody knew in that season or in that time in those workshops, nobody knew if something was going correctly or if something was going wrong. Because if I had written a checklist, I might have shown anxiety and thought, this isn't going exactly. And I don't have this right. I don't. So again, it's that self-forgiveness. Mm. It's hard to have when you have that checklist and things aren't going right and it's not going perfectly. So it was more trial by error with things, with those events. And people think, oh, she has it all together. She did that perfectly. But really I'm taking note of just next time I'm going to do this a little bit differently. Yeah. I'm not mad about it this time. It went smoothly. Everybody loved it. Next time I want to do this a little bit differently. So bringing that into my everyday life and mom's everyday life, I talk about that a lot. It's doing away with the checklist. Don't sit back and just sit on the couch, but getting the things done that you know that need to get done and allowing yourself, giving yourself grace to relax sometimes, self-care, take some time for your goal. You're always focusing on everybody else, moms. So let's take some time to focus on what your goal is and let's get away with that checklist. Yeah. Yeah. No, like this is the thing. Yep. The thing what springs to mind, it's the classic analogy of a duck or a swan. Basically, you look at them on the surface gliding along gracefully, mm. but underneath the surface, it's kicking frantically <laughs> just to keep things like yeah. It's true. It's, it's chaos underneath, but what we see up front isn't. So, you know, you don't want to live that chaos that's underneath that you don't see. Yeah. Because if somebody's not seeing it, that's great and all, but you're feeling it. So it's about, you know, allowing things to happen and going about our day. And my son, my oldest, my youngest doesn't get it yet, but my oldest loves, loves that we don't have to do a checklist because we wake up in the morning and it's not, what are we doing at eight o'clock? What are we doing at this time? What do I have to do? It's just, you know what you have to do? Go eat your breakfast, go brush your teeth, go get dressed. You know what your chores are. And then if you have extra time, if you do it quickly, you have extra time before school. Awesome. Go do your things. So we don't, we don't do checklists. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the thing. Like one of the things what comes to mind, like your school, uh, you're working with, <clears throat> how can I say, more of a rubber band sort of system. You know where the like, main deadlines are, but you're allowing that band to be stretched, go back. So you're, mm. it's always in a sort of, a case, a state of flux where it can move back, forward, go either which way. Now, with regards to kids and stuff like this, yeah, like your oldest, like it must be kind of unusual, really unusual, because like this is the whole thing. The world was one way, and now it's another. And uh, like, 
him being homeschooled and everything like that, is he missing his friends or is he just like, yeah, you know what, I can speak to them over like PlayStation, whatnot. I'm cool. <laughs> How's he? You doing? know what? It's funny because a lot of moms will talk to me about how their children are doing. Mm. And I hear a lot of different things. I hear my child is missing this, my child is so upset. But in my circumstance, my oldest is loving it. He is absolutely having a ball. The only thing he says is he says, mommy, I'm so mad at coronavirus. He'll tell me sometimes. I say, why are you mad at a virus? And he says, because I can't go to places like he wants to go to like, we have Chuck E. Cheese out here, or it's like a video game arcade. And, and he can't go to those places because they're not open. But we do substitute things. We, we kind of create that here and we'll do, okay, you want to go to a laser tag place that's not open? Let's have a an obstacle course Nerf gun war at the house. And we'll do things like that. So we're substituting it and he's actually loving it. So I actually suggest that to a lot of moms of if they're missing things, if they're having a hard time, just stop with your busyness. Things are busy. Mm. Stop with that. It's going to help your mental health, your child's mental health, and do the fun things that they're missing. Do it. Get on the ground, play with them. Do he wanted to go to a, he missed a carnival this year because there were no more of these carnivals that they had. So I face painted him myself and we just did like a fun events here and we just did it. We made it fun. So he actually is not missing school. He is loving doing it all virtual. He is loving it because he says, mommy, when I was in school, I can't have snacks whenever I want, but I can have them whenever I want here. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. You can. And we have been, since we have been under like quarantine here, we yeah. have stuck with our neighborhood, the same group of, of people. And so we've all been around each other the whole time. And there's all kids. So he's been hanging out with those kids since the beginning. Mm. We're all staying just around each other and not breaking that and going around other people. So he's still able to play with that close-knit group, very small. But um, besides that, I mean, he's having so much fun. He's like, I don't have to go get up early and go to school. I'm not having to do all this stuff. I mean, we do have structure here. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people to think that it's like, it's just a free for all have fun chaos. It's a zoo. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It, it is, he knows that he has his list of chores because we do need to have that. It's not a checklist, but it's, hey, I just want this done by whenever you get it done. Because when you do, you know, your reward is playtime. So he's like, he wants, to, he wants to get it done right away in the beginning of the day because he's like, oh, I get to play the rest of the day. So he sees you do this, you get a reward. And um, he's, made, he's loving being home. He really is. He's the unusual one. Everybody, all the kids are hating it, but he loves it. <laughs> it's like, a, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he'll want to go back to school. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a, how can I stay home? Uh, let me, uh, Mom, I'm going to China. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, I would say this, like one of the things now, like speaking to you, like you, you are a person that loves building communities. Like, mm-hmm. like I would say with the world being one way and the world being now, I think there's like, you, you most really were involved in having a little community around you beforehand. But now I think you've made that tighter closer and like yeah really there for each other i imagine yes we we need that more than ever now mm. we do yeah. and yeah yeah like this is the thing yes speaking of community and this is where it most really like uh, yeah yeah you guys are 
got an interesting time coming up on, is it the 4th of November? It's interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I have avoided watching, like, even here in the UK, like, I've avoided watching the debate. Don't. I, 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 let's just say I heard what that debate was like. And, like, this is the thing from sort of secondhand information. Yeah, all I've got to simply say is... Uh, Choice one and choice two is not good. <laughs> is really no, it's, it's, it's funny because I put up, and it was a joke, it's a joke, but I put up something in my Instagram the other day, and I just said, fine, we'll take Kanye. <laughs> <'Cause> he was, <laughs> because he wanted to run. Kanye West was going to run for president, and we laughed about it, saying, like, oh, that is absolutely ridiculous. But at this point, we're just like, yep, yeah, that's fine, let's, let's take him. It was a joke. <laughs> but it was just so, um, it's... It's, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. It is. Yeah, like, this is the thing. I've, like, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people, and, like, yeah. Um, lady I spoke to the other day, Fitz, who, like, does fitness as well. And, like, it was, like, uh, like talking to her, and this is before the, like, actual debate, and I was, like, going, yeah, like there, like, there are things I look at and go, yeah, Trump has done some good things here and there, and you know what I mean? And if it was a different person, he may have got more credit <laughs> for it. And then I kind of, like, was like, yeah, the Democratic Party have not put anyone forward who would be suitable as a, like, alternative. So it's just like, I, I went, yeah, the Democrats are, it's like they're looking to lose. And like, look, don't get me wrong, I reckon Biden, like 20 years ago, would have been like an outstanding choice. Biden now, no. Same thing with Bernie. It was like, Bernie, no. <laughs> it's like going, yeah. Oh, that's like, yeah. Uh, Andrew Yang, who was interesting. Uh, I did say that right. Yang, he was interesting. Mm -hmm. Tosi Gabbard was interesting for like both the Democrats. But it was us. They have no interest. In, like, no, it's hard because especially watching the debate, you look at it and you, I mean, I, I think back on the debate and it was really, really funny. And everybody here thought it was hilarious. And when Biden just said to Trump, will you just shut up? Yeah. And it was just, it's one of those things that you, all of us wanted to kind of be there and say to both of them, <laughs> you guys just, just be quiet because it was, it was an embarrassment and it's an embarrassment to have other countries looking in, you know, at us. And it's, it's just, it's childish. Mm. What we're looking at right now is, come on, America. Like, we couldn't come up with two better. Like, this is all we have? Like, really? And it's hard. Like, really? Like, we couldn't come up with something better. Mm. I just, it's tough. And, and right now, especially with how our country is, with a lot, and I'm sure you've been up to date on so many trials we've been going through and so many just tough talks it's it's so difficult that the world needs and we need love more than anything but it's hard to love on each other when there's so much hate in our country right now truly yeah like this is the thing like with regards to what's i would say going on globally and i would say like it's been a weird one because it sort of started out where it seemed to be bringing people together. It was like, going, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, 
sitting around the camp campfire about to sing Kumbaya and like, you know what I mean? Oh Lord, Kumbaya. Mm -hmm. And as the years gone on, it seems to be people are starting to drift away and it's like less sort of unity and like a lack of community. And like, this is the thing with like speaking to someone like yourself, who is like a, like for, for me, observing you having this conversation you're a community builder like you want to bring people together it must be like it must be kind of very sort of hard seeing what's going on right now which must go goes against everything you most probably believe in absolutely it's heartbreaking that's the best way i can put it is it's absolutely heartbreaking and i speak about this a lot in my community mm. that i have built and I say, you'll hear me say over and over again, what is the one reason we were all put here on earth? And it's to love one another. That's the reason. Love everybody, regardless of any situation, circumstance, anything that could come in the way, love. Mm. And to sit back and see this discourse and this chaos is literally heartbreaking. And people who aren't trying to be in the middle of it. There's a lot of moms who I speak to that are saying, I'm really trying not to be in the middle of it. Yeah. But when I dive a little bit deeper and I'm like, but how are you feeling? And they're like, I am not okay. Cause I'm mentally, I'm not okay. And this is happening because no matter if they try and stay out of it, no matter how much we try and stay out of it, it's around us. Mm. So it feeds on all of us. So that's why more than ever, I'm trying to make this community even bigger so we can see that in the middle of all this, there really is love. And that's what we need. We need to remember that we're here to love each other and we're here to lean on each other because it's contagious. So the love, the leaning on, that's contagious. Somebody else wants to do it for somebody. You want to lean on another person. And it's heart, heart, heartbreaking what I'm seeing going on in the world. Mm, like speaking of making things bigger, like it's, as I was saying, speaking of making things bigger, making your community bigger and more accessible, what, like, okay, yes, you've got the book, you're doing the workshops, what else are you doing? Is there anything else you're doing? Are you doing a YouTube channel, a podcast, or is like that? So I'm actually in the middle of putting a podcast together. I'm in the mm. beginning stages. So it hasn't been out. I haven't done the interviews. I'm kind of in the middle got my microphone, got all that kind of stuff. So um, mapping out what it's going to look like because I want to know what topics I'm going to speak on. And um, I've reached out to a few people for collaboration on things like that. So that's going to be in the works. I am planning, hopefully, as long as coronavirus hasn't put anything, it's not just going to be a workshop, but a seminar. So I want to start doing weekend events where people will come and will travel stay there for a weekend, mm. do big seminars with um, moms, other women who want to be moms, women who have lost children, things like that. So right now, um, I'm not doing a YouTube channel. That is something I am considering, but I'm not in the works of anything like that, but definitely a podcast. This book is going to be actually not just this book. This is my first. It's going to be a series. So I'm in the process of writing number two, mm. which um, will be fun. And I'll let everybody know when that does come out. So I'm in the process. That's going to be serious podcast, seminars, and um, more workshops. Mm. Yeah, like this is the thing. I think, yeah, I think doing a podcast for yourself, 
that'll be like great for you and your community. Uh, something where like, yeah, if you're building it around sort of like key topics, that's great. And also like, if you can sort of like, if there was like another like, person and you had mm -hmm. each week, like do a podcast where you cover a topic and each week you just do say a question and answer session. And you just basically have the two of you just like having a quick chat amongst yourself, but having question, regular questions you see come in from your community and like trying to answer those the best they can. And like, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it. one of those things. Yeah. To help, I would say to help the community feel they're not in it alone. And like, that's one of the hardest things I think uh, these days where you, like, most people just feel they are in it alone. They are dealing with these situations, circumstances by themselves, but it's not true. Everyone yeah. has their trials, their tribulations, their labors, say. And yeah, people like yourself being able to talk about that, highlight that, and like, yeah, make that person, like whoever it might be, or less alone, would be a great help, I'd say. A great help. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And it's build something like that where, you know, nobody does feel alone. And it's funny because when I sign my books, mm. I always sign it saying, you are not alone. I love you. And then I sign my name. So just to remind people that you're not alone as much as we might think, like we sit back and we think I, there's nobody who's going through this. There's no way. If we have a community, we, we can be able to reach out to somebody and say, this is the way I'm feeling. I don't know if this is normal or not, but do you know who, if you've been feeling that way or somebody else has and breaking that whole stigma of postpartum depression, mental illness, mental health awareness, things like that, that we can, we can truly not, I don't want to say cure, mm -hmm. but help by actually having a community and leaning and loving because that's what it's about because we do feel alone in so many situations we really do tend to think it's human nature to think that there's nobody else in the world who's going through something like this but it's it's not true it's not mm, no indeed indeed like ah I've, definitely when you get your podcast up and running you've got to tell me what what it's going to be called where it's going to be and like yeah like yeah i will Absolutely. I'm so excited because it's, it's a work in progress, but I want to make sure I'm focusing on so much. And right now I'm doing a book tour. So my book tour is virtual. All of it's virtual. That's how things are looking right now. So it's a lot of media, podcasts, things like that. So signing books and sending them out instead of being in bookstores. So it's not, um, it's not just, I can't really go many places right now. It's so difficult. It is. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. This is the thing, a um, couple of people I've had on the podcast and like, yeah, a chap named Colin, like who's over in China and like, he, like he's like, yeah, he's on a mission to be, I think, what was it? He wants to be on over a hundred podcasts before wow. the year. And that was when we spoke first was that was about, I think, June. So yeah, he's doing his like his book tour that way as well. Really going for it. Uh, another lady, uh, Jane, uh, great lass, uh, over in Nigeria, and like yeah, she like she had a book just come out, and it was just like the world locked down. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> so like yeah, she's been on a number of podcasts. I don't know how many she's been on so far, but yeah, she's getting the word out there. Um, like, do you sort of have? 
an idea of how many podcasts you want to get on before the end of this year? Or is it just take it how it comes? I'm taking it how it comes, but right now I'm booked all the way through December, which is amazing. So I have a podcast almost every day except for weekends. So up until December. So that's pretty fun. I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, I have two today um, and I have Saturday off. That's, uh, I'm not doing anything. So, but it's easy because I'm already home. So I can do these podcasts from home. And um, it is, it is so tough because you know, you just release a book and then the world stops. Yeah. So you think like, you're going to go on this book tour. You're going to go these places. You're going to do all this and you can't. However, it really is for anybody who's an author, whoever, anybody who thinks they want to write a book or do something like this. And it's not a good time. It truly is because think about it. We're in a lockdown. What are you going to do? You're going to pull out your books. You're going to read it. You're going to sit down. You, the world has slowed down. So you're able to sit down and do these things that you haven't been able to. I remember like when we first went into lockdown, I had two books that I was like, I have been waiting for two years to get to these books to try and read. And I sat down and I read them in two days. So it's the world has slowed down. Yeah. No, I think, I think my lady can take a leaf out of your book right there because like, yes, she, like she has a small stockpile of books just making sure she doesn't burst through, like, hey, what you say? <laughs> There's like a small stockpile of books, which is like, yeah, like her Amazon list with her, like basically a wish list, wherever it keeps growing. And like, yeah, like 80% of it is like books. So yes, all I've got to simply say is one day I'll be living in a warehouse, which will just be like, just books behind me. Just like, going, yeah, you'll just see rows and rows of books. And none of them would be mine. Is <laughs> that like, yeah. a bad thing? Oh, no, no. No, like, this is the thing. I'm just, like, going, come on, come on, gal. Just just read some more books. Like, she goes, like, she'll go through about two or three, but it was like, come on. <laughs> We've got a lot more. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more, and it keeps on growing. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh. Like, if I all of a sudden cut out, she's coming, and... Like, yeah, <laughs> send people to my location. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> like, oh, damn. So with this, like, what do you, like, how do you see the next sort of 12 to 18 months for yourself, your organization? What do you think, what plans do you have of world domination? I'm sorry. Of world domination. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> oh, that was a little bit too maniacal. <laughs> yes. No. So actually, what I want to really try and put together, and I'm in the beginning stages of just mapping this out and doing the blueprint, is I don't want to lead every single workshop. I don't want to lead every seminar. I don't want to do that. I want to help a community, but I don't want to be the leader. So I want to help build leaders. So my goal would be say I have connected with a person in, in London yeah. and say they want to host one of the, their, these workshops where they live. Great. Let me give you the tools. I'm going to map it out for you. You host it. Now you give the tools to somebody else. They can host it somewhere else. So my goal within this next year to 18 months is to build this community and branch out so that I'm not leading it. Mm. So that we are all literally leaning on each other. And I don't want people to look at me like, okay, when is she doing another workshop? I need another workshop. When is she doing another one? I'm waiting. If you're waiting for one, maybe it's a sign that you're supposed to host one. 
and that you need to build help that community that's underneath you. And I truly believe that those who need those, these workshops, these people who need to be there and feel like I need this for myself, just like when I went through postpartum depression, how I sat there and said, I need a lot of help right now, mm. but I'm going to turn this pain into a purpose. So those people who are sitting there saying, I need her workshops. Yes, I want you to come. That's amazing. Do a virtual one. Grab my book, but take from it that you're a leader yourself and that you're struggling through things for a reason. So these things that you're coming to my workshops for because you're struggling with, guess what? Another mom underneath you somewhere is struggling with that as well. So let's build her up now. Now it's your turn. Now it's your job to do that. So that's what my goal is in this next year to 18 months is branch out. Let's build this. Let's do it all. I want to do it all over the world. That's my goal. World domination. Yes. I was so, right. yeah. So I'm planning on world domination. All right. You caught me. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you know, I'm, now I'm seeing the connection with, yeah, you're a kid like that. Hey mom, I'm just going to China for a moment. Yes. <laughs> mm. yes. <laughs> it's all part of our plan. I've already yeah. instructed him. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall too far. Yeah. Like, with my, <clears throat> this is where I have to reveal, like, yes, I have supreme cosmic powers over the universe, yes. So if I could grant you one wish, what would that one wish be? Yes. I don't think I've ever been asked this. Wow. Okay. One wish in this moment, I think I would say, I truly want I want, honestly, what I really want is everybody. My wish is for everybody to grab somebody else, lean on them, let them lean on you. That's what my goal is. That's what my dream is right now. That's my wish. It's not, it, I guess it could be a little bit selfish because I, I want to see that happen, but I want everybody else to see that and feel that and feel like, wow, this is such an amazing feeling. That is my my dream. So if you can make that happen, I would truly appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> and let's see what you can do with, for your magic. Let's see. <laughs> Excellent. I shall start working on that. Right. Okay. Now. I appreciate that. I, I, I have lots of wishes I've got to get through. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a seven year old like, Hey, brilliant. Um, one last thing, like yes. I've got to like this is the thing I I have to ask: Is there any particular TV show or film you're watching at this a moment in time? Just to know. Yeah, you want to know what it is? The Grinch, twenty four hours a day, over and over again. And it's not me, but it's on our TV. If you came into my house right now, I can I can put money on it that upstairs the Grinch is on. That's what I'm watching. I don't get to watch anything. <laughs> I did watch the news this morning because our president has coronavirus. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm aware of that. I, I, I say nothing. <laughs> yes, me neither. Um, I say nothing, but I did watch the news this morning. But when I put the news on, my, the toddler throws a fit. So what am I watching? Nothing. And I wish I could tell you differently, except for the Grinch, because it's on my TV 24-7. Uh, In the summer, it's on TV. So. Now, put it this way, like, 
I will bring in two shows for you to watch. One. Please do. I need it. Uh, uh, okay. That one. Like, uh, do you remember Carmen San Diego? Yes. Like Netflix have got their own version of Carmen San Diego. So I would say, yeah. What? Like, put that on. It might be one of those things where, like, yeah. You might be able to get a little bit of nostalgia on. It's not the same type of animation, so it's not like where oh, it's coming so But it's like I've enjoyed it because like when I came when I was working over in America for like summer camps, I would have my sort of camp like the sort of breaks before between encampments. So oh, like on a Saturday morning, like just like around like a friend's house, just like what do I do? <laughs> it's like, throw it on. And I was like, sitting there, serial, watching this. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I got into it. Like, I can't help it. So the 10-year-old self came out and you well, yeah, yeah. started. And like, when I saw it on Netflix, I was like, um, mm, I remember that. That takes me back to my late teens and early 20s. Ah. <laughs> and maybe that will help with my world domination. Well, okay, I got this. I'll... Yeah, all right. And like, this is the thing. Um, are you a vegetarian or do you I'm like, not a vegetarian. Okay, yeah, then what you need to do, like when, when your kids are asleep, you and your husband need to sit down. And if you haven't watched it already, you need to sit down and watch Chef's Table on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Oh, I testify, I testify right now. Is it a series or a movie? Like it, like it is a series and okay. like, they, like they, do a number of different like they've done i think this might be season three but like chef's table the barbecue edition i got to i got to <gasps> go oh. <laughs> that's our thing okay so we're gonna we yep so when the baby goes to sleep tonight that's where he loves that kind of stuff too so that's what we're gonna watch tonight all i've got to simply say to you is yes you'll thank me later <laughs> and i will i'll be writing you a thank you note uh, Awesome, awesome. But yes, Chef's Table, Carmen San Diego. I think you'll like it'll help you escape from the, the, the clutches of the Grinch. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, would you be able to tell the lovely people out there how they'll be able to get hold of you? Yeah, so okay, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is strong underscore mama underscore Kira, my name, K-E-E-R-A. You can also find me on Facebook with just my name, Kira Albagaria. I know that's a tough one. Or um, you can email me at a mom's reflection, which is my website, a mom's reflection at Gmail. Okay. Oh. So you can um, email me there as well. But um, check me out on Instagram because I'm on there more than anything. I'm on there a lot. Mm. And um, I connect with a lot of followers there. So if you want to connect with me there, if you would like, I can um, send signed copies of my book as well. I do that. Or you can find it on Amazon online or Barnes and Noble online. Um, a few other places, but those are the two biggest places that it's on right now. But Amazon, you can go on. But uh, yeah, connect with me on Instagram because I love connect. I love, love, love connecting with people. If you can't tell, I love community. I love people. I love talking. Just you can even just ask me how my day is or tell me you need help with something and like I'll probably chat with you for an hour. <laughs> oh, superb, superb. Ah, I've got to say this. Sorry, it has to end. But Kara, thank you for coming on to Thank you. Oh, the 
pleasure is all mine. Yes, I'm going to have to keep an eye on your family and like especially the, the oldest one. World domination on, is on his mind. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's bound to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> on that happy note, I'd like to say thank you, my friends. Thank you, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Stay safe. Stay well. Be awesome. Be excellent. Be fantastic. Be all the positive bees you can be in this world and more. Anyway, have a good one. Peace. Ah, oh, yeah, waving. And we are <laughs> out.